the Greater Omaha Chamber in partnership with the Hyder College of Business at Creighton University. It's Lead Together, conversations to connect you and elevate all of us. A podcast to introduce you to successful leaders and inspire the leader within you. Um, but people meet us now and say, oh my goodness, you have three locations and you're roasting and you must just be so successful. And it's just funny because it's such a gradual journey. And so yeah. um, I wish that I could like, give them snapshots from the last eight years and and from the late nights that still exist. And it's just funny how perception and reality um, are usually disconnected. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But that's also encouraging to hear. Hey, we're eight and a half years old, so maybe when we hit the 20-year mark, uh, we'll be <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Episode 3 of Lead Together. I'm your host, Todd Darnold. You just heard from Autumn Pruitt, who is the founder and owner of Hardy Coffee. In this interview, you'll hear about Autumn's path to creating community through a space that is excellent local, and approachable. Hardy Coffee is in its eighth year of business, and if you're not familiar with Hardy Coffee, maybe Aromas or Bliss Bakery ring a bell. At one point in time, they were one and the same. Autumn explains it best, so I'm going to let her. When we started the business in 2010, we started Bliss Old Market Bakery. Then we purchased Aromas Coffee House, which already existed. Then we started roasting coffee under the brand Hardy Coffee Company. Before we opened our North Omaha location, uh, you know, when we're looking at signage for that space, to say it's going to be better if we have one name. It's going to be better if we have one brand. It's going to be better if we have one one type of sign. And so, at the end of 2017, is when we really ripped that bandaid off and said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pick a horse and we're gonna choose Hardy Coffee Company. Hardy is actually my maiden name. Um, it was a brand that we actually got to build instead of one that we inherited, and we love it." Did you follow that? Here's a quick recap. Autumn originally started Bliss Bakery inside of Aroma's Coffee House. She purchased Aroma's Coffee House and then started roasting her own coffee called Hardy Coffee. Later, she combined all brands and now the coffee, the baked goods, and the coffee shops are all hardy. The business has grown and there are currently three neighborhood shops, Highlander, Benson, and Downtown. Hardy is more than a quick place to get a cup of coffee, and Autumn shares with us the intention of the coffee shops and what she did to solve for the minor issue of not knowing much about coffee. The idea was always to provide space for our community to interact. You know, the big goods, the coffee, all of that is just a tool we use to bring people in and get to connect with them. I did not know much about coffee at that point, though, which is a problem in a coffee house. And so I... I hired people that knew a lot more than I did and put myself through the paces of coffee school with them. And uh, I feel like that's a never-ending process of learning more in the industry, but it was also a good lesson on not being the lid of knowledge in your industry or in your business. And so that was that was a humbling experience. And I, I went to school for business, and so I, I grew up always loving to bake. My grandpa was a baker. Uh, he was a cook during World War II. Mm-hmm. After he got out of the Air Force, he uh, worked in a small bakery in western Nebraska. And so he taught my mom the tricks of the trade. Our family has always just spent time around food, so it felt like that piece of the puzzle came pretty naturally to me. It's something that I love to do. Always practiced in our tiny apartment uh, in college, and uh, but I felt like I should learn accounting and whatnot from the professional. So yeah. I went that route and um, was I'm really grateful I did. I think that, again, I continue to hire people that know more than I do. Autumn grew up in Omaha, went to college in Tennessee, and envisioned a life in a place other than Omaha. So I asked her to tell me more about her boomerang experience. If I'm honest, I don't think I ever thought I would be back in Omaha. You know, really? I grew up in Omaha, loved it, like, but always thought... 
we'd be moving on somewhere else, um, something bigger, preferably near mountains. Uh, but there was something really good about being away, something that um, I feel like when my husband and I moved back in 2009, it was with fresh eyes for the city and ways that we could be invested here. Um, I think we decided that Portland didn't need another coffee house, and we could really be part of um, making a significant impact in an industry here where I think we would just be pretty well lost in the shuffle in mm-hmm. some of those other cities. And right. so, it also didn't hurt that both of our families are here, and they were continue to be wildly important in the life of the business and in our lives. It's just nice to be able to be close. So, yeah. Omaha. Almost good. It was so good to be away because I we never feel like we're trapped here. It was a conscious decision to be back. Mm-hmm. It's good. Who is one person who has been especially influential in your life? What lessons or what lesson or lessons uh, did you learn from them? Yeah, I, I feel like there's so many people that I could talk about, including my parents and my husband that I just mentioned, people that have been so incredibly supportive. Um, my whole life. I mean, my parents were the ones that set so much of my expectation of, of work ethic and of value and of the ways that we interact in community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things where they didn't only um, raise me to be ready for this thing, but are part of the journey every every week with me. And so um, my mom is in the kitchen every Saturday still. She's like in charge of our wedding program. My my dad makes deliveries for the, the wholesale side of the world. They they both have full-time jobs and they still make time um, to invest in the business, but more specifically in me. Uh, how do you measure success? Uh, and if possible, tell us a story about when you reflected on whether you were successful. Yeah. Um, people talk about achieving success a lot, and I don't love that term. I think that that gives the impression that you've somehow arrived, yeah. or it's like, oh, check, here we are. And I, I think for us, like, we have moments where we experience success, um, and we do set goals and try to drive that direction, but... Um, yeah, achieving success feels lofty. And so I think one of the things that we do is to, to have a very clear mission and, and vision for the business. And so with each option that we have, with each choice we have to move forward to be able to view it through that lens to say, like, does this does this feel like it fits with who we are as a company? And so um, some of those things are... We exist to create space for our community to interact. So, like when we see that happening in our shops, that feels like success. You know, every once in a while, you know, I'll get a, a text from a shop manager or my husband or someone that's in that says, "Hey, I just, I just watched this really cool meeting take place." Yeah. Or um, there was a whole group of people that stopped in after after the wedding reception next door, and they got to experience their wedding day with us. You know, like that, that's. That's why we're open. That's why we open at 7 a.m. and we'll close at 10 p.m. Like, we want to be available to, to be the backdrop for these community interactions, especially in neighborhoods where it feels like there's not space like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Say, so like, if this doesn't happen here, where does it happen? And when you don't know someone well enough to bring them into your home, um, or or you don't have an office large enough, or trying to figure out what that looks like, if we can be the environment, if we can be the atmosphere where, where those community actions happen, then that, that feels like success. Um, we also talk a lot about just being excellent, local, and approachable. That's, that's another thing that we talk about often. And so 
when our product is those things, then that's a success. When people are introduced, especially coffee for the first time, and they don't feel shamed for not knowing everything, like that's a win. Uh, when people say this is the best latte I've ever had, that's a win. That's excellent. You know, like when we're able to be local and donate to a customer of ours that's going through a hard time or that is doing something really neat in the nonprofit realm, then then that matches up with those things that we've already said from the beginning are successes for us. And so I don't know that it's a number. I don't know that it's a box that we check, but those are a few of the things that um, we talk about often and that we try to to view each interaction and decision with. It's the same reason that we don't have drive throughs at our shops. You know, like, that would be more profitable. <laughs> um, that would probably be a better business decision. Mm-hmm. But it's not who we are. And so for us, success is making a great atmosphere for our employees and making sure that we have great interactions with our customers. And that happens better face-to-face than it does through a drive through window. I personally feel successful when I'm still doing things that create space for our community. I know that that feels a little bit like a copy and paste from that last answer, but it's easy to get so caught up in the whirlwind and of the busyness that that you're just doing the things and the tasks, and so to stop long enough to say, "Oh goodness, look what we look what we built together! Mm-hmm. Look, look what's happening!" Um, that feels like success. I think anytime that um, I've, I've had to learn a lot of new skill sets, especially in the last couple of years. Feel like a general contractor about half the time with new projects. Like we're really ramping up our wholesale program and coffee roasting, so I'm selling in a way that I never really envisioned myself doing. So I'm I'm really putting myself through the basis to learn new things. And I think anytime I feel confident in those in those new skill sets, also feels like success. Like actual wins of like landing an account or you know passing inspections and those sorts yeah. of things uh, count, but. Um, when I can learn a new skill set and and continue to do a better job of focusing in on ways that I can personally help lead the company better, um, it also feels like a win. Mm-hmm. Also meaningful in the other. Mm-hmm. So to that point about creating spaces for people, my thing is helping people grow. Yeah. Like that's my personal life. That's mm-hmm. my professional life. So I, I totally get the copy and paste because <laughs> I actually think that's healthy for us mm-hmm. when we can make it happen. Yeah. Uh, personally, so we hear a lot about work-life balance, and mm-hmm. feel like I hear what resonates more for us is that work-life integration. Yeah, to say, you know, even it's harder with kids. Um, so I'm yeah. with a child now. Uh-huh. That's going to happen, Lord willing, in the middle of next month, and so that feels like a pretty firm finish line that we're heading towards or some sort of deadline that Uh is fast approaching. We also have a little boy that's two. And so, um, it's hard because I do need dedicated time for the business, but there's also days where he gets to come to work and he gets to see what we're working on through the night and he gets to, you know, help sweep in the Mm -hmm. kitchen as much as a two year old can. And he gets to help make cookies and to be able to, and, incorporate him into that is really life-giving for us and I think that that just gives him a glimpse on like what we're working on when he's with Grammy and Papa or with child care or whatever the day looks like yeah it'd be a shame to create community that your family wasn't part of <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, tell us a story about when you led with your heart while not leaving your head behind. Damn, that's hard. Um, but I would say that that this new location in North Omaha is an example of that. So I grew up in North Omaha. Um, graduated from Omaha North before I went to school out of state. But when my husband and I moved back in 2009, we bought a house in the old neighborhood and um, been slowly fixing that up ever since. And so... Um, We've always wanted our business to be part of what's happening in North Omaha as well, but it just never felt like there was the right momentum or the right place or the right combination of events to, to jump in on that. But three years ago, um, one of our regular customers at our Benson shop, Othello Meadows, approached me to say, like, hey, I'm the executive director of 75 North, this nonprofit that's looking at doing a development in North Omaha. I'd love to show you our urban prairie, which is what it was at the time. I mean, it was just open land from where the projects used to be. And I would love to hear from you, Autumn, on, you know, what it would take to encourage a business like yours to be part of a development like this. So, of course, it was all hypothetical when we first did the walkthrough, but that was the first opportunity to say, like, what could be here? You know, like, if we had the combination of residential and commercial development at the same time, if we were able to work with for-profit, non-profit, greatness part of that development there, Metro is part of that development, um, 75 North, Big Mama's Kitchen, to be able to begin dreaming that direction and say, absolutely, like, as a North Omaha resident, as a person that... Um, you know, I'm a coffee house owner. I don't have a neighborhood coffee house, <laughs> and that felt it felt like you know like my heart was completely in it from day one. And then the next three years was a matter of saying like, does this make sense? Like, how do we make this work? Is there is there a reason there's nothing like this here yet? You know, is there a reason there's no other specialty coffee around, um, or is it just because nobody's made the leap yet? And so it was a lot of. A lot of conversations, a lot of negotiations, a lot of ways that we tried to figure out how to offset, you know, slower walking traffic by having wholesale there to be able to say, my heart has been in this since day one. How do we make sure that this is still a good choice and, and not let our heart run away from us? Right. So I think that's probably the most recent example. And we're so glad to be there. A sincere thank you to Autumn for sharing her story, experiences, and wisdom with us. As you heard her say, Hardy Coffee is all about creating space for the community to interact. So consider visiting one of the three locations next time you meet with a friend, family member, or coworker. Thanks to all of you for listening, and thank you to the Greater Omaha Chamber and the Hyder College of Business at Creighton University for supporting this podcast. Remember, we don't coast, we lead together. This podcast was produced by Liz Kerrigan with help from Linda Schaefer, Jill Bruckner, and Peter Burno. I'm your host, Todd Darnold, and we look forward to our next conversation.